Welcome to the SLP Stress Management Podcast, your place to manage stress, reduce the risk of burnout, and find more balance in your life in and out of being an SLP. I'm your host, Jesse Andrix, and if you're here for it, we'll also talk about mindfulness and how you can bring it into your speech therapy sessions, um, working with students and children. In today's episode, we are going to practice just some calming breaths, a quick meditation. We're also going to learn a breathing practice and kind of an interactive breathing and body practice that you can use with your students to help them feel engaged while they get grounded. And I'll also give you an update on those five shifts that I was making as I headed into this school year and how it's actually going. So I am so excited to give you this little dose of my reality here, and I cannot wait to dive right in. All right, I have a mindfulness tool for you to use um, in your sessions with students. I mean, you could use this for yourself too with your own kids. This is one that I have been using In my sessions, there is a video um, that GoNoodle has that's really easy to just pull up and have that big visual for students. Um, But I've also used this when I'm teaching a children's yoga class with, you know, no, no videos or, you know, TV screens or anything out. So this is a melting breath. And this is a body and breath movement. It's kind of a meditation of sorts. And it's a really fun one to do, I would say, in the wintertime. And also um, when the weather gets really hot because you are talking about the concepts of being frozen and melting. So you could use this, you know, when the weather starts to really heat up to imagine that you are melting with the heat or you could use it in the winter to imagine that you're frozen. And so what this does, um, you know, in the video that I follow along with, it talks about like your brain kind of being frozen sometimes when you're stressed about things and you just kind of freeze up and this helps you to to unfreeze that. But what I've found is really helpful is it is a way for um, the students to connect breath and body and to really feel their body and get into their body, which is going to help them to breathe more, to get settled and to get grounded. And so this one is really fun too. It gives them a moment to play. So what you do with this is you imagine that you're frozen and you can kind of have them almost like freeze dance, just like freeze and freeze in a funny pose. And then slowly, slowly they start to melt and they start to feel their fingers melt and their head drops and they roll all the way down. Their legs get kind of noodly and eventually they make their way down onto the floor. And um, I like to have them come down onto the floor because we sit on the floor for most of my speech sessions. We just have a big area rug that we sit on. Um, and so this is the perfect way to bring the students in, to stand up, to do this activity, and to make their way down onto the ground. It's also one you could do with their seats underneath them, so they're melting their way into their seat. So what you can do is you can have them freeze and then just slowly start to feel their face soften, feel their hands soften, their shoulders relax, start to roll down and start to sink either all the way down to the ground or all the way down to your seat and take a few breaths there and feel their body, feel their breath 
and have that moment of getting grounded, getting centered and ready for the activities or the session or whatever it may be. So try this mindful exercise the next time you need something kind of fun and interactive, but still really grounding and centering for your students. And let me know how it goes. Welcome to your meditation practice for today. Find yourself in a comfortable seat. Just let your shoulders drop down away from your ears. Your hands can rest in your lap. And sit with a tall spine, not rigid, but not sinking down. So you have a lot of space to breathe. You get the crown of the head lifting, seat rooting down. You can close your eyes or just maybe soften the gaze, like find a spot out in front of you that you can focus on. And begin to drop into your breath. And so what I mean by that is to let your focus, your senses, your attention be on the breath. Giving you this moment to focus on one thing, to feel the inhale and the exhale, to feel the expansion of the breath the expansion of the body as the breath comes in and the contraction, the release as the breath leaves. And if you can, breathe in and out through your nose. Filling up deep on each inhale and emptying out on each exhale. Take just two to three more breaths here. When you're ready, maybe wiggle your fingers and toes or roll the shoulders and you can open your eyes 
feeling that sense of being a little more steady and calm and grounded. Thank you for joining in this meditation practice today. Well, it is beyond the end of the first quarter for my school district and where I am working. And I've definitely had some ups and downs with the start of the school year, which I mean, at this point, we're moving towards like winter break. So honestly, it seems like such a long, long time ago, even though for me, it really wasn't. So here's how things went down this year and how things got started. Um, our school year starts here at the end of August, right before Labor Day. So we're not one of the schools, at least this year, that went back beginning of August or even like mid. And we're not an after Labor Day school, which is, um, I I did both. Um, I When I was a kid, I lived first in a place where it was uh, in New England and it was after Labor Day is when you went back. And then I moved to the South where you began like second week of August. So... For us, we start school the week before Labor Day. So you have a full week of school and then you have that Labor Day weekend with teachers and staff going back two weeks before. And as a school contractor, I usually go back for at least one of those weeks um, to attend any of the beginning of the year trainings, to set up my classroom, get my caseload sorted out, and to prep for the start of the year. And with contracting, it kind of depends on um, the district and each year it might change like how much you're allowed to come in and sometimes it just depends on your school and your caseload like if they know you have a huge caseload you might have more time that you're allowed to come in. So last year I did this and it really helped me to get started especially since I was like practically brand new to being a school SLP again. It had been um, I'd worked in teletherapy but that was like very removed from the experience of being a school SLP and actually working in the school and um, I also like it's been over a decade since I had worked in a brick and mortar school. So this year, fortunately, <laughs> there wasn't as much to learn going in. Like I understood how to find my caseload, you know, how to do the IEPs, you know, the software system, scheduling. I'm at the same school, so I knew like who to contact for things and how everything worked. So I knew the school, I knew the systems, and I could gather all the info I needed on my students, caseload, teachers, all of that good stuff. And I had an idea of how the schedule would play out, like what classes I would need to push into and which ones I would be pulling the students from to my own room. And I was very ready to start and to put into practice my five goals from the school year um, that I, you know, that, that I had talked about in a previous episode on the podcast and written about on the blog. Um, those five goals that I hope to, or shifts to kind of make in this upcoming year. If only that had happened. <laughs> so due to some contract changes, nothing bad at all, just the way things were set up, it just took a little longer to process. Like things took a little longer to get going, which meant I didn't start at the beginning of the school year when the teachers went back, and I didn't even start when students went back. Um, I went back a few weeks into the school year, which meant I kind of had to hustle a bit. Um, without stress, though, I wasn't stressed about it. Um, just so that I could get started at a reasonable time. Like 
started seeing students. So I took my first week to get up and running and then I started seeing students um, on week two. So if you've ever worked in a school, you know, sometimes you have the summer those like two weeks that teachers go back to get everything going and then you may have about two weeks into the school year before you actually start seeing students. So I took all of that into one week and then started seeing students. And for that reason, some of the things I wanted to shift and change this year did happen. And then there are a few that were not as clear cut as I thought or as I had hoped. Um, a few other pieces were that the school schedule changed overall. So like the times that the grades were going to specials, lunch, recess were different than they were the year before. So it wasn't that I could go in and say, okay, I'm working with the same grades. Here's the same schedule as last year and plug in my students. Um, I had to kind of rework the timing of everything. And then I also had students who were being pulled for other special ed services and needed to work around those times and collaborate a little bit more um, than I would have. And then the amount of students changed in each grade. So I had to make some shifts in my groups. Like I might've had one grade that I had more groups last year, but now this other grade has more of the groups. So it's all typical stuff, but it definitely affected my um, end time which is a little later, and when, like my ending time to my day, and when I can do my notes, which is not at the end of my day most of the time, as well as the amount of days I work. I have been coming in on what I thought would be a flex day um, on Fridays. I've been coming in for Fridays for at least a few hours most of the time to catch up on notes, which is um, not such a bad thing, even though it was kind of a surprise. So I do want to have a disclaimer here. I'm not at all upset or mad about any of this. I don't view this as a negative thing and this isn't, you know, to be seen anyway and being like, see, this is how districts treat you or anything like that. I am very, very happy about this. And I know that it was just processing of things. It wasn't anybody, you know, and, and as soon as I could get there, I was able to get there and have a ton of support and everything has been really awesome. It's just my goals, my personal goals that I had, I had to shift a little bit more. Um, so there are no worries there. I'm thrilled to be in my job where I'm working with the people and students who are there and who I contract with. It's awesome and I appreciate all they did to bring me on board again this year. And so I am very, very grateful to be there and to be back. And so looking at the end of last year, and what I plan to shift for this year, it all unfolded for sure, but not exactly how I imagined it would. Not all for the better and not all for the worse. So let me break it down. Here is how these five shifts really unfolded for me this year. All right, so one goal was for consults. Last year, my struggle was with not having a plan because technically I didn't need one, right? Like these are students that you just kind of check in with the team or you observe and you see how they're doing and it's like maybe once a quarter, maybe once a month, um, but there's no direct therapy. So most of these were to just check in with the team once or twice a quarter and see where and if there was support needed. And it was super easy to wait until the end of the quarter and then feel rushed and useless. So my goal this year was to have them on a separate spreadsheet. It's what I use to kind of collect my own notes before plugging them into our system and to have set times to check in throughout the quarter. 
So here's my update. It is definitely better. I don't have a separate spreadsheet only because I haven't needed it yet. I didn't really have a lot of students with this and so I didn't feel that this spreadsheet was necessarily the best way to go about this. I do have those students in their grade level on a spreadsheet so when I check in with the teacher whatever feedback or information I get I plug that in on that but I don't have them all separated out. It would definitely be useful um, or could be useful and maybe in the future if it's needed I could do it but for this year they're in the spreadsheet with the others in their grade and I also have marked in my planner when to check in on them because some are once a quarter, others are twice, and so far it's been okay. My biggest issue is remembering to enter the info into the system once I have a response from the teacher and then also, of course, remembering to check my planner. <laughs> All right, so the other area or another area was my notes. Last year, I got way way behind on notes, like more behind than I ever imagined. Um, my system was to use sticky notes during sessions to, you know, just like quick tally up our data, transfer it to a spreadsheet, and then add it to the system. And it didn't work so well, and I ended up with tons of notes. And it wasn't the method so much as not having time prioritized. So my plan this year was to enter them at the end of the week. So, update on this one. So, with this, it's going well, or it was going well, but not exactly how I imagined. I thought I would be able to enter notes from home on a set day um, because that was allowed before, but it's not. And again, I am not, this is nothing that is upset. Like, I, um, you know, if I'm homesick or my student is homesick or if I have an IEP at a time that like I can't be there it can be approved to do this but just like saying hey every day at you know every Friday or every Monday I'm gonna work from home um, was not approved again while I wish I could I'm okay with it it's a boundary thing right it's just a boundary that's been set and so now that I know the boundary I know what to do and that is like a whole other podcast episode <laughs> so I have been entering them most days at the start and middle of my day because I don't have time at the end because my sessions end um, pretty much right before the bell rings and I have to head out to go pick up my daughter and it's about like depending on traffic 20 to 30 minutes and I have to get her before she's the last one in carpool. So most weeks I have had to come in on my Friday. It was a flex day that I thought would be reserved for like evals or makeup sessions um, or like progress report time. But I've been coming in on Fridays to finish my notes for the week and catch up. And um, it was working pretty well and I didn't mind too much. Progress report week coupled with an eval derailed it a little bit but um, I have been able to get back on track and was mostly able to get back on track before Thanksgiving and um, was like one week behind, which is so much better than last year. And um, I am now completely caught up on my notes, except for I think like two sessions that I need to go back and enter. So I'm calling this one a win. It's different than I thought it would play out, but I do have that set time. And I know that what I imagined isn't what it, you know, isn't how it is, but how it's working out and how I regrouped with it is totally working. All right, progress reports. 
Last year, I spent hours and days doing progress reports and not starting until the week they were due. Sometimes this was because I wanted to make sure I had all of the data for it um, and because maybe the teacher hadn't opened it yet and I didn't want to be the one to start it first, like not just not sure. And also the the ones that I did at the beginning of the year when they were new to me and I wasn't really sure how to do the progress reports, those took way more time than the ones at the end of the year when I very much knew how to do progress reports. So what happened last year was like I'd end up canceling sessions, rushing, and feeling this like urgent push to get them in. And I'm happy to say I had them all done the day before they were due this quarter. <laughs> so that is my update here. Um, my original plan was to mark in the calendar when to start them a few weeks out and then work on them at home if possible, which turned out that that was not um, possible and I'm not willing to work off the clock because like I just we shouldn't have to do that. So instead I came in on a day off and on a teacher work day and finished the last few when I would normally do my notes and then I got caught up on my notes. Um, and since I work part-time I had it approved to use the extra day and the teacher work day to finish up. And so I had them scheduled in a few weeks earlier and was able to like get going on them earlier and um, this this all worked out better and hopefully will work well towards the end of the year so being able to come in on a flex day or a day that I might usually be off just kind of thinking of it as like a bonus day or that teacher work day when you know that's what that day is normally for getting approved to go in and work on it during that will be beneficial and then evaluations. So evaluations, my plan was to get these like scheduled more. So this one really hasn't changed too much yet. Last year I was not scheduling them or writing them up right away and so it would get really overwhelming trying to get them all completed. And I didn't have like a set day or time that was designated for these. It was just kind of like, hey, we need to have these, you know, three screens done or these three evals done and I would be like, okay, let me just kind of, you know, piece together when I can grab these students. Um, and so I wanted to have a better plan for maybe having that day or time or having it set like when I would do it and when I would write it up. So the update is that this year has been much slower so far. I have done one eval and then I had a screen come in. Um, I knew about the eval at the end of last year and it was um, like you know and, and then I was just sent a referral for a speech and language screening um, for someone else. So. Um, I have completed these. I didn't schedule them in um, right away. I didn't really schedule them so much as planned on doing them on my flex day. Um, and for the reports on them, again, I just saved it for once I got caught up with my notes and um, on my flex day. So my plan is to try better to schedule these or to like set a day in my planner like this is when you're going to do these and not just in my mind and that this will probably be on the flex day. Um, it's still in the right direction though. And this is the one that I feel like um, I can keep working on the most. So that's where I am currently this year. It is a big caseload and a tight schedule due to my time limitations, like picking my own kid up from school um, versus the school schedule that I'm on. <laughs> but um, the stress is not building. 
And I really truly in, am enjoying the work, which I don't think is something we hear enough about. And so even though it's more hours than last year and a different schedule, I am really enjoying being there. And um, if there is any stress, it's more from the amount of like other things I have going on in addition to my job, like PTA stuff, hobbies, like getting together with friends, traveling, kid stuff, family time, teaching courses, podcasting, uh, my dog broke his foot, like those type of things um, are really where just balancing all of the things, you know, trying to, to figure all of that out. And again, that's a whole other podcast. But as far as the stress I'm feeling at work and the balance between that and life, not feeling as much stress there. And I think it's really helped to have these little shifts and to just be more familiar with things. So what shifts did you make this year and how are they working for you so far? Share in the comments or over on the blog or send me a message over on Instagram at Jesse Andricks or at SLP Stress Management and let me know how it's going. And if you want more resources to help you stay less stressed, sign up for the SLP Toolbox where you'll get videos, audios, and templates to help you decrease stress and keep it down even in the busiest of times. Thank you so much for tuning in today. Love and light.